Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. the wise men say podcast we have a win to talk about finally another win that perhaps relieves some pressure on the head coach perhaps not we'll have a chat about that um we've been asked to talk about other things as well but you know what it's nice to talk about a win that's why we're here firstly isn't it to watch sun and win games so um a few of us here this evening john and myself stephen goldsmith as always gareth barker Evening. Good evening. Good evening. Everything okay? Probably, yeah. Let's just say yes. Yes, let's go with that. Yeah. People don't eat no more, really. Nah, not really, no. So um unless we've gotten haven't got much to talk about and we need we need some small talk, but Lords. Uh, Tom Walsh, must be a while since you've joined us on the Monday pod, Tom. Uh yeah, I was just waiting for us to win again. And I thought I'd come <laughs> back then. Um is the weather uh, across in your part of the world is disgusting as it is here. Uh, you just forgot where I lived, didn't you? No, I don't know. Right, you uh... live in Austria. <laughs> let, let's just make that clear. Uh, it's very <laughs> threatening. Because let's you know, just nobody... make that clear. <laughs> he lives in Austria. As soon yeah. as I said, as soon as I said your part of the world, that crossed my mind as well. I thought people are going to think that I forgot where I live now. I genuinely, hadn't. I just, just what I said. So uh, yeah, it's very nice. It's very cold, but it's not as miserable as uh, back home. It just rains all the time and windy all the time. I'm sick of it. Yeah, that's I why I moved like, away. Well, but has it always been like this? So, because like in my mind, it doesn't. It doesn't. It just rains every single day. I'm sick of it. When when I was back at Christmas, back in Berry, it did rain every day, and I was like, well, yeah. this is this is really depressing." It is. Yeah, it is. Oh well, at least we've got winter to talk about. Um, <laughs> Jack Elstwick is joining us. Probably wondering. Um, why he's joined a podcast with three middle-aged men mourning about the weather, but... Whoa, we hey. Well, you want to <laughs> wind that back? <laughs> How dare you? Well, this is why... Wow. Jack, Jack, give us something Give us something current to mourn about. What's your generation having to mourn about? Better start um, with the game. Oof. Put you on the spot there. I know, you have, right? right. So no, positive person, there's nothing to mourn about in my life. Oh, there you go. Oh. You are. You are. You are yeah, too young. Beautiful. Makes me feel sick. Right. Um, well, I did get on Twitter the other day. Somebody did say to me that the older generation of supporters do tend to be a bit more pessimistic, apparently, um, when they're referring yeah. to a comment I'd made. So I'm officially in the oh, older generation old. of supporters <laughs> now. That's it. Oh, I mean, you can't come back from that, can you? Really? I'll start whenever I'm making a point. I'll start now. I'll start saying, "Now I've been gone." <clears throat> There you are, yeah. since 1997. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst performance I've ever seen. 
Thought I've, been gone, yeah. I've been going since 1986, season ticket holder since 1993. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after I ruthlessly missed out on a cup final yeah. ticket in 92. I've said this before, I've said this before, people don't care. Right, let's we talk about the win first because that's nice, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> before yes. we get on to moaning about things, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can't break character too much. No, um, that's what the people want. They want us to be. Uh, they've come here to listen. To, uh, apparently, middle-aged men get angry about uh, a football team. So, I don't even know. Yeah. What, what? I'll tell you what. What? What age does middle-aged start? Does anybody know? Well, certainly, it doesn't start around my age. Thank you very much. <laughs> There's no way I'm living Although, at eighty, so I'm no, banging the middle age. I, like, I just thought it just worked with what I was saying, though, didn't it? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, right. Uh, where do we start? Um, nice to see Lyndon Gooch back, wasn't it? And have his moment. <laughs> he had a uh, moment, all right, didn't he? Yeah, he also helped us out a little bit as well. I mean, <laughs> the, the obvious place to start with, uh, were they possibly the first team this season not to double up on Jack Clark? I think that was a good idea. Because <laughs> you've got to feel sorry for Lyndon Gooch there, really. Like, he's that good Clark. He goes inside, he goes outside. Gooch was always more of an attack and a fullback than a defensive fullback anyway. Uh, he was on a hide and nothing from there, uh, from the start there, wasn't he? Well, on start with that, Gareth. Tell me about Are Jack you talking Clark's to me? performance. Yes, why not? Um, I actually, I actually felt a little bit sorry for Lyndon Gooch by the end of it. You know, and like, I just thought he's come back and he's probably had the worst game I've seen him have at the stadium at night, like yeah. in years. Um, he just got absolutely torn apart, as the song goes. Um, and I don't, I think he won one tackle against him all day. Um. And it was just a he just routinely went round him. It was a bit humiliating in the, I think it was the second half where he um he was in his own half. Clark, this is, and Gooch went to him and he did a Cruyff turn and then Gooch fell over. Um, and I just thought like, oh, so I'm glad he got the reception that he did because he's a much better player than that. And it, it's a shame that in some context that um, it went that way for him on his return because he probably wouldn't would have wanted to have played a lot better. He got an assist. But, and that's all people care about stats these days. So on yeah. his, this is the thing, though, isn't it? With stats and football, this is like you know his stats for the game go down. One assist. Oh, he must have played well. <laughs> Three goals yeah, to see. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, and that's all down his side, pretty much. Um, mm. But uh, he, you know, he Clark was excellent. I thought Bar was excellent. So defensively, they were probably the worst team defensively that. We've seen this season aside from Southampton, I think. Um I Southampton have obviously turned it around since we beat them five nil. I don't think on the evidence of Saturday Stoke will be turning it around, um, because it were quite poor really. Um but I thought that the attacking wise they were really good at times in some of the movements, but defensively the you know, once they returned the ball over it was they they couldn't really cope with us. Yeah, yeah, they did have a lot. They did seem to have quite a lot of chances, and had the uh, had they taken the lead in the game, it might have been a different story. Um, but it's another it's another game where we just show the. I know uh, Abdullah Bar got two assists and a goal, but it also shows the importance of Jack Clark and how everything just comes comes from him. And I really, we really don't can't sell it in the next three days. Um, yeah, he's just great, isn't 
if ever um, a manager, head coach needed a win, <laughs> need or not even needed a win, you've just said that, Tom, needed a first goal to go mm. in his favour because you felt like that was just really finely balanced, didn't you? And with the Pritchard, st- Pritchard stuff, which we'll get on it later, com- com- coming out before, you just felt... If Stoke score here, this could this could get nasty as it was. We scored, and then I, I felt it was pretty routine after that. Personally, quite comfortable. Yeah, if they yeah if they'd scored first, it would have been uh, a very a classic toxic afternoon at the stadium of light that we've had so many of in the uh, not a long time though. Up, not a long <laughs> not a while. What was last time? Um. Under Lee Johnson, probably. Like, Did it get that? Did it get to that though? Oh, oh wait, no. Sorry, yeah. Parkinson probably. Gillingham mm. game. That was. I don't know. And then we had we had COVID, so I don't know. <laughs> I've been I've been in a few. Where, I mean, I went to the Coventry game about three weeks ago. That was like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like the way the every uh, what's been happening during the week and the way he keeps talking about things. It's. Uh, had that first goal gone to Stoke, yeah, he it could have been such a much different afternoon, but it didn't, and that's good. <laughs> Certainly is good. Um, you mentioned uh, Bar there, uh, and I think Jack, we've seen this from him before. Um, Southampton at home springs to mind when we saw a performance like this from him, and we'll get on the formation a little bit as well. But I feel like we needed that from him, so we give him give him credit for it. You need to bring that more often. Yeah, he's he's been one of the frustrating ones, I guess you could call him, because we we've always known he had the talent. He showed glimpses of it last year, and this year he's come into his own a bit more. But he's had some poor forms. Obviously, he got jeered off against that in that commentary game. That was that was awful. Which was him. crap. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really poor. But he he's back, he seems to have bounced back quite well. He was he was good against Ipswich, and then somehow got dropped against Hull, didn't he? And it was felt quite harsh, but. He's, he's, I think he's solidified a spot now and even when Roberts is back fit, he's going to have to work to get back in the team because Spar's providing a bit of end product as well, which is something you like to see. Um, we, we needed that for him. One of the young lads to come through and have a really good game and he did exactly that. I was quite happy with him. I think as much as anything like you need, you, if you're going to change... So the formation changed, wasn't it? The, 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 there was no number 10 and it was very much 4-3-3, uh, flat three across the middle of the park, which... We've not seen in a long time. Um, I I can't recall Tony Mowbray ever playing that. Bale's not played yeah. that since he's come in. Yeah. Um, and and you need your front three to perform if that's going to be the case because you're losing that number ten creator. You know? So it was important that he it was important that he he did something. So that was good to see. Uh, talk to me about that formation change, Gareth. What do you think? It seemed to suit the midfield three a lot better, didn't it? Bellingham is yeah. far better. Well, see, see, no. He's played that deep before in a two and struggled, I thought. But I thought the three of them across the middle of the park like that, I thought he looked better there in that position, you know, with a numerical advantage. Um, I thought we did okay. I thought we looked less threatening through the middle, um, generally. And sometimes the game kind of passed us by in midfield, I thought. But... Because the wingers were so aggressive and they did mostly, you know, most of the work from an attack perspective, I guess didn't really notice. I thought like maybe nullified some of Neil's more positive play. Not that he had a bad game or anything. 
Um, I don't really think Ekwa's off-the-ball work is particularly great from a defensive perspective. So I know people have said, oh, we looked better. But I I, I didn't feel like... Well, the bar's not been high. No, that that's what I mean. I think it would be hard. I think it's hard to it's hard to read. I would say it's hard to read anything too much into that change. I don't feel it, feel it was so influential influential uh, on the result personally. But I know that you, I know the, a few of the other lads in, in the chat sort I of said the same. Difference. Said they yeah. thought it so. Well, that's it's all about ele- opinion, ed- ed- isn't ed- it? Yeah, well, it is. Yeah, we just added an element of control. I thought that we hadn't been shown in in recent games. Uh, I think it did work. To be fair. Um, well, you're wrong. <laughs> right. Somebody <laughs> no, tell no, me. No, no, ask me he, he's, some, he's something, right? Somebody tell me why he won't swap all nine and sailed round. Please. Uh, Somebody make, make, make this make sense to me, please. Uh, because oh nine is so good at centre back. That's why, <laughs> obviously. Um, okay. Well, that's obviously not the reason. So if oh, anybody well, no, wants I, to give me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But the thing is with oh nine that. When, when we bought him, it was is like oh this this player is, he's great because he can play centre midfield but he also can play this array of positions and that's why managers like um, Lee Johnson, Alex Neal, Tony Mowbray liked him because it's like oh right well wherever we've got a gap we can we can play him. It's like he's played pretty much I think every position apart from like goalkeeper and like centre forward. Um, but now. I think during when Tony Mowbray was here, it was more like, okay, now he's a centre back, and I was like, okay, if it if he has to do it in necessity, because we have nobody else, and yeah, that's fine. But now it's just like he has to play centre back to the point where now we're playing centre backs at right back when O nine could is better suited to being a right back. Um, I don't know, but now he's captain <clears throat> now as well, which. Um, but in that, it just he just seems to be this is his position now, and he to me I don't think he is a good centre half. I don't think he commands that kind of like the thing I don't is think he well, dominates centre forwards or whatever. The, the thing is, well, yeah, he does a job. He does a job, but he doesn't do that kind of. He's not like Dan Ballard. That's a centre back. Hmm. Like, and I'm not sure he just feels like a, a midfielder playing at centre back. And I was thinking there'll be people listening now thinking, oh, you're having a go to all nine centre half again. And that, that wasn't even necessarily where, where I was yeah. coming f- from with it, really. Mine was more like, I actually think he's a good, he was always a good right back to me. He, like, he, he can he can carry the ball. And and, yeah. and, and, and as, as much as Seal has improved on the ball and he starts to look a bit comfortable on it, he's not going to beat a man ever. He's never, ever going to take a man on and beat him and, and drive. And all nine can do that from memory. Like he used to get up and down the touchline, I think. Like not, not like he's amazing, got but he's gonna he's gonna offer more yeah. than Seal from an attacking point of view, surely. And I just it just well, doesn't make. Yeah, this is the thing. It's like yeah, he what you're saying is true, and like I don't want it. It's not like I don't want him in the team. I just think he's better suited when instead of playing an actual centre half at right back. I mm. I don't know, but it's just it seems to be this thing where managers <clears> are so reluct reluctant. To swap him out, I don't, I don't really understand that, and it's not just like a lot of supporters have now been like clocking onto this. It's like why can't we just swap them round? It makes um, 
doesn't really make much sense to me, but I'm not a well-paid professional football manager, so. No. No, but if we start conceding that, Tom, was pointless doing any podcasts. Well, if we start, I mean, if we start bowing opinions, down, if we start bowing down yeah. uh, the opinions of football managers. Well, all my opinions are correct. So, <laughs> you know, I think uh, it's, it's interesting as well because today we're in the market, apparently we're in the market for another centre-back. And if he, this, what's his name? Helder. Some, uh, Helder. 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 Okay, yeah. Um, like a young young centre back, left back, and that's well, a, a left back. Oh, right, good because he won't be playing centre back. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I was thinking if we're trying to get another like centre back in, it's like well, there's only if Dan Ballard is ever injured or Knight is ever injured. We never rotate them around, so it's just an interesting position we're going with, especially since we have cover in Triantis, but maybe they don't think he's very good. I think he's well, left he'll back. Be, um, he'll be. Um, is Ballard suspended for the next game? He got another yellow card, didn't he? I don't know how many, what the cut off is, or how many he's got, but it kind of feels like he's had quite a lot of yellow cards. Uh, I feel like he might be. Was, did he not get one in the Matt Derby? So I feel like he might have got away with it. Okay. One of the 10 might have been in the Derby. I could be okay. wrong. I don't know. Well, well if he. If, that was just I thought he was on nine. Because, I thought he was on nine, Ballard. I think he's on nine okay. the league. Hmm. Okay. When? What's the cut-off? Is it March? No idea. You, you know, well, he's definitely going to... Well, Chris Weatherspoon questioning he's not here, so... He's definitely going to... Uh, well, in that case, he's, let's just say he's definitely going to be missing, and that that would be an opportunity... Well, it kind of restricts the opportunity again, sorry, to move or nine, because you'll have to play there. Um. So... Yeah, like he just—he won't be though. It's like we've seen when we've had these issues before. Yeah, no. We got like we've got no right backs, and then we're having to play like having to play like Jack Clark as a auxiliary fullback. It's it seems the one position on the pitch that's just completely locked down. It's also a bit odd when you you know, like Hume will go, like tell sorry, Seals. Playing right back as a centre back, but Pembele is on the bench as a right back and can't get on the pitch mm. as a right back. When he comes on, he seems to play right wing, so it's a bit odd. Um, but I just think it's the nature of the beast where the the decisions have made from a transfer perspective. Yeah, we've signed some talented footballers, but if they're not, they're not. Some of them aren't quite there yet, ready to start in the natural position on a. Daily basis, so at a sorry game by game basis, which is kind of annoying in some respects, or lots of respects, but it's just the the way it is, isn't it? It's and then it's that balance of how do we get this player into the team to get experience, so he's comfortable playing in his natural position regularly. So it's a conundrum for any manager. You know, Mowbray tried to do it; it's quite hard, and I think you're frustrated with it in the end. Got the feeling Beal's a bit more invested in the idea. But it's kind of a bit you're a bit more protected if you're invested in that idea, I guess, which is which is fine. It's a job he's agreed to do, so he's got to hope that they can, you know, like you know, meet the reach the potential really. Because um, on the day there can be really like Barwis saw on his day, he can he's a more than competent championship player. Um, it's just that inconsistency, but I don't really blame him for that. He's been played all over the place. He must have played over fifty games for us. Mm. Um, 
So, yeah, but I thought he was really good at the weekend. But anyway, we weren't mm. talking about that. Don't, don't you, worry about you know, that. Just, just let you know the conversation flow. You know, you're talking way. about um, being middle-aged. Well, 45, I've Googled it. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so we're okay, we're okay. Old generation. So I, well, obviously we've all... Well, me and Stephen definitely will have seen um, this lad's dad score against us. Hell yeah. The Nottingham Forest. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Do you know what's worse? Like, uh, as soon as I realised what game that was, I could instantly remember our goal as well. Martin Smith scored at a header after about two minutes, I think. Yeah, it was about three minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was when he had a little goal playing up front and then we saw him as a centre forward. I actually thought it was Kevin Phillips who scored that goal. Oh, I could be wrong. You might it be right. It was Kevin Phillips. It was. It was a header, though. And then held us. It was a header, like, yeah, it was, yeah. across yeah. the keeper, right. sort of jumping right. backwards. Right, yeah. Did you know what Martin, else I remember Martin about Martin that game? did have a little purple really patch around that era up front, yeah. Yeah. Because he came in, I remember once when Kevin Phillips pulled out the starting eleven right near the end and uh, right near the start kick off, and um, Smith came in. But he did have a he, Smith did he scored against Wolves Huddersfield, I remember in that season. Um, but I think Helder scored a header. It might have been as well. Um, and I remember about that game weirdly is that the fire alarm went off right near the end, and everyone was like, "What's going on here?" I can't remember like, that. I can't remember that. First, I think it was the first season at the Stadium of Light. I it think was, it was. Yeah. So. It was definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So we are old. So there you go. <laughs> That's it. That is it does make you feel old when it's like yeah. all the the all the like players who we watch like their sons are old playing <laughs> with like like uh, Tyler Walker and um, what do you call him uh, Campbell the forward. Um, John Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Harland. Anyway. <laughs> Harland. There's loads of them. Yeah. Delap. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ian, isn't, Ian, isn't Ian Wright's grandkid now a pro? Yes. Mm. It's, is it your thing? You might be at Stoke. I mean. <laughs> oh, God. That anyway, game you mentioned, I was, I must have been, if it's first season, I would have been eight. So that's not, I'm not with you, middle aged people. <laughs> I love God, how you no just way. trying <laughs> so hard to like distance yourself from. <laughs> Been anywhere near the same age as us, we're all right. 45, yes, so, so, it's because so... it, it's because it, it's, it's my birthday next week. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm just accelerating your midlife crisis, am I? Yes, uh, it's like, thank you, Stephen. Is it, we're sitting on a call with somebody <laughs> who has never, never saw Kevin Phillips play for Sunderland. Hello. Yeah, me. <laughs> so it's like that's mad. That makes me feel sick. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, you but you started. Did you start? I know. This old oh, gone. You started. Oh, gone. I remember this from the nineties, like Buckaroo. <laughs> you remember? Plunk. Yeah, it was much. It was much better in those days. <laughs> yeah, this let's just down. Look, yeah. From now on, we'll we'll never go that far back ever. Right? We'll we'll leave it. <laughs> go and listen to it quickly, Kevin, if you want. You in the nineties nostalgia, yeah, yeah. nostalgic um, input. Uh, right, Jack. Let's talk about young. Some let's talk about someone young. Um, <laughs> talk to me about Mason Burstow's performance up front. Um, I might have been a bit overcritical, but I actually want to tell this goal. I don't think he was that good. Like he was crap before his goal. I'm glad yeah. you said that because I thought he was. He, his uh, confidence he, grew afterwards, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was like it, you could see he was trying to get involved, but that's when you felt like when you were saying about the goal, we we needed that because bit he was giving the ball away, Eck was giving the ball away a bit, and. You could t- feel the atmosphere turning. 
because it was just frustration. Couldn't keep all of the ball at all. Yeah. And then I don't know. I, I remember turning my brother actually and just saying he's having a really poor game. About a minute later, he scores. So it's typical, but he, he definitely grew. He's got his goal. Hopefully, that will kick him on. But yeah, I thought up until that, like, he was quite poor. But you just need to see him. You could see he's trying. He's really trying to get involved. And he was trying to link the player, coming a bit deeper and that. And I think he's always tried to do this. He's never really come off for him. But now. He's got. He's got. He ne- he's, he's never really seen to have that many chances. I, I can't recall him. He has. He has, not like missed howlers like the likes of Hamir has. He just has nothing fell for him really too much. So if he can start to put something together, I, I was quite shocked that he started. To be honest, I wouldn't have started him, but he, he needs to start putting a bit of a run together of games now, and hopefully he does actually get stuck with because it's pointless. <laughs> The whole thing is a bit pointless if you just you let him have one good game and drop him again. That's what he seems to be doing with the forwards at the minute, though. Just trying yeah. one at a time, doesn't he? Like you know, one game without scoring and then you're out. Um, I thought actually, I thought it was one of those where like live, I thought God, he he scored, thank God, but like he actually nearly missed that, and then that's <laughs> a bit harsh when you when you watch your back because it was such a scruffy goal. When you watch your back. You, you, it's really hard to put any power on 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 that head yeah, because there's, there's there's no force of gravity coming towards you with the ball at all. So you can't put the power back into the ball. So he's had to generate power, and actually he does direct his header away from where the goalkeeper was. I'm not sure he yeah. knew the defender was there, um, but he actually did all right when you when 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 you look at the back. So that that would have been a bit harsh to blame for that. But got himself a goal, Tom. So um, that's us not signing a striker now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, probably. I mean, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be not. I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd be quite disappointed if we didn't sign a striker. But yeah, what are you gonna do? It's uh, as you were saying there. I really hope because Bursto clearly needed that goal, and he he seemed very, uh, very happy about that goal. Um, it just yeah, just don't drop him for the next game. The problem is, it's like the next game is going to be really tough and in a place we never, ever win at. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, good for him. Good for him getting his goal and getting his... Uh, and getting, I don't know, getting that monkey off his back. And it's just like, yeah. Yeah, good for him. Worked really well for Rutan. Um <clears throat> So, uh, yeah, anything else, anyone, <laughs> yeah. Anything, anything else anybody wants? I think Equus goal is nice as well. I thought, like, that this is what, yeah, you, and, and, and this is what you need your midfielders mm. to do if you're not going to be playing a number 10, you need them to come in. And and the thing is, with Equus, like, I don't know, it didn't help when the fans used to shout shoot every time you got the ball. And yeah. then I think, um, <laughs> hey, I think work, against, boss. well, yeah, but against Hull, I think he had two. Absolutely terrible shots, shots, and I think the crowd stopped from that moment as if say, "Yeah, we're not going to ask him to shoot <laughs> anymore." Um, but but he can delay, I think, sometimes when he gets in the good positions, and and uh, it was just a really good clinical finish, good one touch, and then second touch bottom corner, which is uh, what we're going to need to see from um, from him in this system, I think. So that was nice, wasn't it? Uh, it was a good finish. Was... It was good because <laughs> he missed, missed a big one in the first yeah. half. Like he should really should have put that away to be honest with you. But um, he seemed to be playing a little bit more advanced mm. in that second half. Him and Neil seemed to swap a bit in that sense. He, he was getting more into the final third, and that's obviously where the goal came from. I mean, the header. At first, I thought it's just hitting, but he does. He, you can tell he has actually 
put some direction on that and put out a bar. It's quite smart and then really good finish as well. So, yeah, happy for him. Both uh, Mienda and Rustin are um, starting for the under-23s tonight, as is Pembele and Triantis. Oh, okay. And Bishop as well. So. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, great. No Hamia, which is interesting. That's you kind of starting think... on Saturday, that's why. Hmm. Is it thinking about a lo- if you're thinking about a loan for that player, maybe but he needs to. He needs to, doesn't he? he, he like we we've said this a few weeks ago. He, there's no, there's nobody here from to learn from or anything. Like it's not even as if like you've got a journeyman in the squad who's not near your starting eleven who can get on the training ground. I mean, I know Pro- Proctor was a centre forward, wasn't he? So mm-hmm. he'll be able to give him he'll be able to give him tips and 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 stuff as, as somebody who scored in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to go. Uh, don't you be dissing our Proctor? Uh, how, many goal, how many winning goals against Liverpool have you scored in the Premier League, Tom? Uh, not many, not many. Yeah. <laughs> but I've also never scored an own goal in the Premier League. So. Well, yeah, there you go. You got to be there to score the own goal, haven't you? Right. Um, uh, okay. We'll uh, we'll uh, have a break and uh, talk about other stuff. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back to the Wiseman's Air podcast. Right, a couple of things people have been asking us uh, to talk about. Didn't even put the question um, request out there because we know we know, and it comes down to us. And then uh, Eleanor very uh, cleverly passed the book uh, in the reaction pod, which you can go and listen to if you want more reaction from the match, <laughs> where she made it clear that they weren't going to be talking about anything other uh, than the football. They would leave the they would leave the other stuff to us. So thanks for that. Um, but here we are. Um, First thing people have been asking us about uh, was the Red and White Army meeting in the minutes. Everybody read the minutes for those? I haven't read um, them yet, no. Well, uh, to be honest, is there, is there that much to analyse, Tom, Jack, from that? I mean, what we'll acknowledge firstly is that Red and White Army put out a really good statement at the start uh, of the meeting where they made it clear um, that they are taken the fans for granted. Um, but then when you, what you got after that were, was what you would expect, I think, and a lot of... Um, Politically shaped answers. Yeah, it didn't. Um, Without really... any commitment coming back, action. At least they put time. Um, they put time and targets on the minutes. At least, so I guess we've got to give them a chance to do it. But yeah, it's just. Do you believe they'll do anything? Like really? Well, the main thing. The it's... main thing. What you can't. You can't take from it. And we've. You know. 
really sick of this Newcastle game stuff now. Like, but the, the one thing is like where we questioned it at the very start when the rumours started to circulate that they were going to give them this big attendance, um, big allocation, and we said then. You, you just don't do it in a game like this and you push back yeah. on the FA and you go off the police advice and what's come out of the minutes is that they didn't even try that which is beyond I don't even know what the word is now it doesn't feel like naive is the right word because it's almost I, I can't shake the feeling it was intentional but like the fact they didn't even challenge it it's like, come on it's just, it's just the fact that you know, like at least, at least give it a go. They think, right? We'll 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 ask them. No, all right, sound. Yeah, yeah. we'll just get, just go on with like at least yeah. push a little. And like they're just really, really like soft underbelly in that sense. I just and it. I mean, there wasn't that much actual carnage on the day, but with, with everything that came out of it and. Just, just grand could, that could have been though. Look at look at the Wolves West Brom game and like well, yeah, and, exactly. and, and and you know that. Well, all it could have took was one incident for that to happen. This, this can't. That that derby is very similar to ours. It's two neighbouring towns who don't like each other, and and you know that could have always, that could have always happened. And I just think they were even challenged on on some of it to say, well, why didn't did previously we've played Bury in the cup and we gave them a small allocation? Did Bury request a bigger allocation? Or like, don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> basically we didn't didn't bother looking into it. Though. It is quite funny that actually. So, Dr, did you ask that? Now? <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we didn't do that. No. Ah, uh, oh yeah, do something that we were meant to do, weren't they? It's just like ah, no, we don't. it's like then you know you got to get in touch with the FA, and you know when you ring up, it's like you got to go through the the hotlines, you know, selection, the the chatbot thing. It's just like you know, the you whole music. To, yeah, if you ever try to fix your like get your electricity bill like queried, just like the. You'd be like, you know what happens. Um, yeah, but you're right, Jack. It was, it was just, all of it was pathetic and soft, and nothing will really happen about it. They got like the the club, like got what they wanted. Really, they got a load of money off Newcastle fans. We got beat without much of an incident, and uh, I'm sick of hearing about it. Really, yeah. Yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing. There was nothing really else I, I, that I, I think was worthy of massive discussion. We've just got to give the. Um, I guess we've just got to see if the comeback was some of the action points. That's all we can do because of the where previously I think they've um, been allowed to drop the or the infamous line saying we'll look into it. I think at least this time they've been um, the red and white army have said no. We 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 need time frames on these actions now, and that's that, that's all yeah. you can do from this point. So. We're gonna to have to um just wait, but some of that was pitiful. They actually even when he said that, Tom, all oh, the stuff you've got to do about middle. They actually they actually said something along the lines of what? Well, you know, that's a different police force. You 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 know, and there's a couple <laughs> involved, and like, well, so what? Oh, definitely right, right, yeah. You're a professional um, football club. You should be used to dealing with this kind of stuff. But... And then asked about the fan consultation, and was like, well, you know, it was Christmas, and we were all busy. <laughs> like, fuck off, mate. Like, yeah. So that was uh. That was the only thing really come from that, but we are, we were we have been asked about that, so we just thought we'd uh, we'd give it a mention anyway, because um, we haven't looked at that before now. Um, and then uh, right, Pritchard thing. Um, mm. I mean, I've got me obvious theories on it, and you know, for those who have been living under a rock or whatever. Um, He's he's the club put a statement out saying that Pritchard's made himself unavailable. 
the timing of that before the match was bizarre. But anyway, they've, they've, that's what they've done. Um, it was caused a backlash from most fans, I would say, against Pritchard, which I think... Thing is, I was like, I don't know how much energy I'm gonna waste on the it because, like, the bottom line is, we don't know what was said, and we don't know if Alex Pritchard has actually gone up to them and just said, "You know what? I'm not gonna play for you again." Because who am I to tell fans they should be they shouldn't be upset with that? Because if that's what's happened, then fans have got a right to to not appreciate that and have a go at Pritchard. But we're, we're speculating, aren't we? I I think I think he's fallen into the trap. Personally, um, and they've set it up absolutely perfectly, in in my opinion. And I just say, why have they, why have they gone public and sat at a press conference to tell people they've they've made not a contract extension to somebody? They've never done that before. Why are you doing that? And like always, with a certain person, yeah. language that's used is important. Why are you giving your opinion that a player's happy? Should so you should sign a contract? It was just really weird and it was planted clearly with the knowledge that this was going to be the conclusion a few days later is my opinion it's not normal comms practices to come out and say right we've offered Pritchard a contract and he's really happy in the side so I'm pretty sure he will sign that contract come on who didn't think that was weird that was such a weird thing to do wasn't it yeah that is is bizarre it's it's odd like there's just no way we know the full story. Like, if it is as it is, I mean, I get both sides because he's being mistreated really badly at the club. But at the same time, if he's just basically gone strike, you've you've you have let down the players and the fans. I think that that's on him. But I don't think it is as it is. To be honest, I don't think there's there is more to it. They've yeah. played an absolute blinder with this, is my opinion. But again, I'm not gonna like you just said sit here and that was speculating a little bit. And if he has done that, then yes. And you know that that is out of order because he's he's being paid to play, and he should play. Um, and I just think, but I just don't know one person who automatically didn't say when they come out and made a point of saying they've offered him a contract. And even then, they couldn't help but pat themselves on the back. They were like, "Oh, you know, we wouldn't normally do this for players, but we've decided to offer him a contract." And um, I just think, you know, I don't know one person who didn't think it was sus at the time, apart from the usual four or five yeah. people who who attack us on social media who. Let's be honest, if the club sent someone around and they took a turd on the breakfast table, they would find a way to defend it. So, um, <laughs> apart from those people, um, it's just the wording of it. Like, it's a, after the so we said after the sort of Ross Stewart was the wording of it, like suggesting that Stewart has asked for a transfer when it's not the case. And they are very like, is this one thing that this club is very good at? It's putting the blame onto the player when they want mm-hmm. to leave. Yeah. I mean, whatever whatever's happened with Pritchard, um, he's made. If it's if it's true what the club is saying, or if there's something in the middle, in the end of the day, he looks like a bell end now. Like he's been made to look like, like in the eyes of certain supporters or like a lot of supporters, it's like, oh, he looks like a bit of a dick. And it was the same with Stewart. It's like, well, we've been negotiating a contract for eighteen months, and he's like, you know, he's you know, we've offered him the best contract you get well it's like well you know rumour has it that it wasn't a contract that any striker worth his salt would take in this division and they're very they're very good at saying oh well we tried it's like you know the player wanted too much blah 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 and it's just like you know players bigger than the club etc etc um, yeah and it's just a bit of a shame because it's also like Prince Charles is a very good player 
and he's only like thirty. And he's not. He's like middle aged. He's like <laughs> middle aged. End of the road. <laughs> but it, it's like he's probably going to get picked up by either a championship team, probably in the Midlands, managed by a former manager. <laughs> and yeah, just like. It kind of masks a bit when you you win a game at the weekend, but it's just like that's another experienced player that we've lost, but we're going to lose out of, and now we've got what two left, like that are over the age of like like twenty two or something. It's like it's only oh nine, and that's it. Roberts, probably. Oh, Roberts. Bradley yeah. Duck. Bradley oh, Duck. Yeah, yes. That was good. <laughs> I take it all back then. We're in good. Really time. useful, yeah. Well, I did say somebody on social media they actually to say, well, we've technically already got Pritchard's replacement in Dak, and I just it's time to <laughs> shut the app. It's just yeah. time to shut yeah. the app down completely if that's the, the lens you prepare to go to. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it, it, it's just a, and it, it's an interesting the, as soon as something like this happens in football, it just it I find it like a really interesting sort of psychological thing. Like the way people go on, it's like, well, if I went to work and I just said I wasn't going to do anything, and I was, and they'd just suck us. So like, yeah, well, yeah, they would, but you work at B and Q, and there's loads of people who can work. For... Yes, you yeah. loads of people work at B and Q, and lots of people could get that job. Um, unfortunately, well, maybe this is... you're not, you're not very you're like footballers are unique. Um. Like they are like human commodities in a game full of money, so it's going to be different. It's just the way it is. Um, I would say that profession people talk about professionalism. How professional is it to start leaking the contract? We're not even leaking. He didn't even leak it. He, he, he yeah, he called a press conference to tell everybody. It's completely unprofessional to reveal to everybody the. The terms and conditions of a contract that you offered to an employee, like I think, I mean, that is like, what are you doing? Like, that's a private negotiation, and it, it's it's as soon as if I would be really pissed off if somebody did that as Ryan leverage a situation um, in your favour. It's it's manipulative, and it's like I'm, I'm not if if people want to discuss whether or not you know. Rightly or wrongly, he should have. If he did refuse to play, people say, "Well, you should never do that." But the, you know, it goes both ways. And also, it's quite interesting, isn't it? When and again, this was a long time ago, but it'll still happen now. When a player won't isn't going to sign a new contract, and they've signed a three-year contract, and they get the end of the two-year contract without it's them, where they're like, "Oh well, that, that's it. You're not playing for us anymore." Then it's so it works both ways. It works both culture. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling someone yeah. going to the press and telling someone about a con- their contract deals is incredibly high performance. It's like who's going to tell me otherwise? And it's like maybe they did, maybe they did do that thing. Uh, Alex Alex Pritchard is like, well, I'm not going to sign that contract. So, well, we don't need you anyway. Bradley, get in here. You're you're playing for it. Oh, get <laughs> off the treatment table. Just yeah. like that. It's the manipulation of language. I see it. I see you. I see you. The, the idea that now it was Pritchard who wanted to win the summer, which only came out over the weekend after nobody's challenged that narrative for the entire time um, up to this point. 
Um, it was clear that they were trying to get him out in the summer. Um, wasn't that and... that was reported, wasn't it? I can't. I couldn't confirm for sure <laughs> with confidence because I don't. No doubt, if I say it, somebody will go. Oh, you, you know, he said this, and actually, that's actually incorrect because people like us, to some people, for some reason, get scrutinised more than people who can actually influence things. Um, yeah, I don't, mm, it's just sort of, the whole thing is just odd, and you know, you you look at. The way certain people have left Tony Mowbray, Alex Neal, Ross Stewart, now Alex Pritchard. Mm. If it, do I think you know what I mean? Of, whatever's happened, the end all, we've now lost a very experienced footballer, and not just ex- like an experienced footballer in an attacking position, like one of the, unless our footballers want. Tips on how to be a reality TV star. Bradley Dack isn't a great deal of use anymore. So it's just we, we, we've lost a huge player, very good player as well. Yeah. Um, think... So Alan, Alan Nixon in the summer reported saying Pritchard Gooch. Well, people think after following think on from you... Bart, we were told that they could. They could. Oh, people can say he's not reliable, but he seems to get more right than he gets. He's oh, he's normally in the right ballpark with it. Mm. Is what I, is what I find. Yeah, I, I just I find the whole thing exhausting. Really, it's like you you can't have a a conversation about it. It's <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's, it's it's just a real. It's a shame that we're going to lose. You know, a, a good player. Um. You know, people are already, you know, being revisionists about him. You know, has he ever given less than everything when he's been on the pitch? No. Like, there's no way that, to to me, he's the kind, like, he has demonstrated Sunderland that he doesn't, he, he's the kind of player who doesn't care. You know, you've seen players over the years who play and clearly aren't bothered and disappear off, like, you know, people like Gillibodji and, and Dong and Vitalik and stuff like that over the years who clearly couldn't... Yanazai, you could probably argue, you know when somebody's not bothered. I think it's clear that Alex Pritchard was bothered and is bothered, and it might be that it's gone the other way where he's bothered to the point when he's gone, well, stuff you then. But like you say, he's probably falling into that trap. I mean, saw some theories... <laughs> Oh well, actually, um, he's a bad app. He's a bad apple now. Apparently, mm. Alex Pritchard, mm. and he's the re- he's the reason. Well, he was probably man of the match in the game against Leeds, which we won. Um, you don't have to offer a bad apple a new contract. And there's that as well, yeah. Yeah, it's also like it comes like it's only saying that because we won at the weekend. Had we lost, then it's yeah. like then it's like the pressure gets put yeah. back on the board of. People ask more questions, but like, like with like, like, like with football, like in infinitum, it's like you win a game and all the questions like dissipate. And you know, if we get if we go to Borough on Sunday and get a paste in, then all these questions will come back. And also, that'll be the end of the transfer window, and we'll see who they replace them with. Because I imagine it'll be some twenty-year-old from. Or seventeen-year-old from Europe that's not kicked a ball, or an academy player that's not kicked a ball professionally. So, 
But hey, we might get Keeper more. Who knows? Well, I was going to say I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't think they would do that now. I think they back themselves too much at Milcarno. Go, and I was going to say them. I saw the Moolings still there today, which would be a great sign, in my opinion. You never know. Sure. I, can't see, I can't see. I can't see that. Well, I've never can that, but I'm just, I'm just saying it's still been, it's but... still been reported that because he, he is the kind of player we need in that position. It's just so annoying. Well, like, why, could... did, why didn't you keep Morgan <clears throat> and get Moore and then you'd be all right, probably. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, Tom, go on. No, I was just going to say, you, you say that, but like the lad, this... Uh... Helder. Helder. What's his name? <laughs> he's a 20-year-old he's, he's barely played this season. Like, So he's going to be, what, two months before he's ready? And that's like pretty much the end of the season. It's like... If they were going to do this thing where we improve the team now, go and buy some players that are playing football in the championship or an equivalent level now. Just like it's and they're not like either nineteen and never played or this is the thing. Just have balance. We don't just because we buy someone a bit older doesn't mean it's like oh we've abandoned we've abandoned the model. It's just like. And buy someone better than Bradley Dak. Like, I think Bradley Dak as well has come a bit of the the new Will Grigg and that Orwell scene. Yeah. That's what happens. Uh, it's just, if you spend money yeah. on a striker, that means if you try and buy a striker and you overspend, then it Will Grigg. If you try and if you bring an ex- experienced player, Bradley Dak, that's kind of the but Bradley Dak, but Will yeah. Grigg, it's that thing. Because um, all transfers are the same. Exactly, they the are thing. actually, Tom. <laughs> it's been they proven. Are, they, they definitely it's are. Scientifically proven. Yeah. <laughs> um, with numbers, yeah. I, I think it was funny it, when Ipswich have signed that 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 um that, Iraqi, that uh, yeah the Iraqi scouse lad who plays for Wimbledon and um <laughs> that we've been Iraqi. linked with he will he we've been linked with for ages and it's like he's been prolific league too and you know you don't know how that's going to work out but they've signed him and then it's like their main journey it's like they'll be looking for another striker probably after this and you're like come on they've got like eight <laughs> well tell, tell you what then if we've if we should be looking at things like that and go, well, do you, do you want to have a conversation about someone like Caden Jackson or even mm-hmm. Nathan Broadhead? Do you know what I mean? Say, well, could we go there and say, look, like, is there a deal that we've done here? Um, Gareth, we have four strikers. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How greedy. many more do you want? <laughs> yeah. And they're um, all great. Yeah, they are really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't was going to say now. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's uh, it was probably really a really great point. You want to go? You want to go and get know. one of your Ipswich strikers? Is what you're saying? No, no, just um, I, I don't know. Just yeah, I can't. I, I don't know. I can't remember what I was gonna say. <laughs> Tom's fault. Oh, sorry. I'll let you off. It's fine. Good to yeah. be back. <laughs> My only um, basis of offering an opinion on Helder is I can't remember. When, Watching Rotherham on the telly last season, and he's I think oh. he was scored and got man in the match, and he, was, he looked really good. But that's all I remember I've got my to, point now. All I've got to go off, go then. That's triggered it. So, what I would say, trying to be for the people who may say, Oh, I can never say anything positive. What I'd say, in terms of the profile of Helder, is he has played championship football. Um, and we, I would say, when we've signed young players who have our English. British-based young players, they generally have done yeah. reasonably well across the board. They've made a positive impact in the team. Uh, maybe aside from, you'd probably say 
Burstow's probably the only one who hasn't really shown up as of yet. Um, the players who've played regularly. Um, if you look at you know Hume, Sergin, um, Ballard, Ekwa, uh, yeah. Jack Clark, Agilise, they've all been positive. Um, so that there, there's a positive argument coming from me. I'm quite relaxed about that signing. It looks like you say the profile looks mm. okay. Nice and relaxing mm. signing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but I still just, I, I want them to sign a defensive midfielder and a forward, but, you know, said that last January to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll see what happens. And say we did go out and positive there anyway. Really positive. Yeah. yeah. Why well, we'll see. The podcast it'll... excited about Leeds yeah. Defender is the headline for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real yeah. relaxed about <laughs> dining. I'm I'm feeling so relaxed. About it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that. I mean, it's going to be interesting, is it? Because we all know that that last half hour of transfer deadline day can make or break a mood. And it. it oh yeah. People are expecting somebody to come in. Like if we'd lost on Saturday and we don't bring anybody in. In midfield or up front, it would be like meltdown. Um, because we won, it's taking the edge, like which is ridiculous because mm. one result. Um, it's good for the manager and good for the players and good for the league table, all that. But I wouldn't. Say, I'm not going to say it papers over cracks, but you still got focus on, you know, your high performance culture approach to this would be yes, we've won that game. However. It doesn't mean anything in isolation because the problem exists and remains and we've achieved what we did on Saturday in spite of those issues. So let's hope that, you know, we we do what we need to do. If we can get in that experience forward and a centre midfielder, um, you know, the Ahmad thing came up again. Yeah, because whoever's so, running his Twitter account liked a tweet to say, yeah, yeah, to suggest that it, he should be coming back here. <laughs> it does feel a bit like it'll be, well, we tried to get Ahmad, but we couldn't do the deal ish. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Any um, wild, any wild predictions by anybody? I think, I think, I think we'll bring somebody in on loan because I think they'll let Jim Matete go on loan probably, or even sell him. I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves either permanently or on loan, and that lets him bring somebody else in on loan. Is is what I've been thinking with that. The I thing think... is, if... go on. Go on. I'm sorry. No, no, no go, go on. Go. You go. Um, I'm just thinking. It... All right. <laughs> you think go. Okay. Anyway. <clears throat> if so, if a Premier League team or someone on the last minute says, you know what, here's 25 million, Jack Clark goes because I don't. I don't think they're that confident they'd get. If someone offered a big deal at the right at the end, I think they'd sell him rather than wait until summer. Even though that's apparently what they said they'll do. Because and it would be no Ian guarantee. Hart's fault. That's what it happen. would be Ian Hart's fault, <laughs> and it would be Jack Clark's fault. Yeah, yeah. That would be like <laughs> that. That would be up there. The worst thing they've done. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But think about the money, Jack, that you have no access to. Yeah. <laughs> they might be able to fix the toilets in the uh, yeah. Maybe. Might get, might get a generator at last. Yeah. 
Get a new generator. Yeah. Not something that'll fix now, it. Announce it. <laughs> announce it. Like in the style of when like Leeds announced this all that player. <laughs> announce it. You guys still up. <laughs> We've got it's a new like generator, a really dramatic, boys. <laughs> a really dramatic video, like revealing video of a generator. In fairness, <laughs> I would I would love them if you yeah. did that. Yeah. You you powered some of the biggest football clubs uh, in, in yeah. the country, but, but how does it feel to power a club like Sunderland? Yeah. <laughs> be really good. Probably more interesting than most of the yeah, <laughs> most of the great. new signing interviews. Yeah. Oh. See, there you go. You can go out on that. That's positive. Yeah. No, no more wilder predictions, Jack. You've got any theories? Um, it's not wild, but I think we're just everyone's going to go into complete meltdown when we obviously won't sign Ahmad. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to happen. And I think everyone's going to be really shocked at that, but I'm not really sure why. Someone, I've not, I've not, I've not let the thought cross my mind once that he's coming back. Uh, no, I've not even, I've yeah. not even considered it. Not worth it at all. Even money on that'd be amazing. Right, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and the players against us. That would be so good. That would be so funny. Um. Yeah, but my my prediction is not that because I think it's even money on a, a cryptic Instagram story from Jan and Via, mm. which has nothing to do oh. with Sunderland, but mm. lots of it'll get latched onto by Sunderland fans, and then there'll be loads of like stories in the in the papers going Instagram story from Jan and Via suggests. Sunderland could be reunited with the player and all this kind of thing, and then it'll be when he doesn't sign, everyone will be like, "Oh," and he'll do one going, "Sorry, guys, I would have loved to have come back." But Ruben Kazan just had an offer I couldn't refuse. Yeah, yeah, he's very Ruben Kazan. You know, to be fair, that's yeah, very Ruben. Surprised he's never played in Turkey. I know he's very Turkey vibes as well, isn't he? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. If you if you've got any wild transfer theories, um, do uh, get in touch. If you want to do that? <laughs> be a bit weird. Be a bit weird. But you kind of yeah. want. Who, who am I to tell you not to? Um, I think we should re-sign Lyndon Gooch. That's what. That's what yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Nick gives Stork a profit. Yeah. 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 Like George McCartney back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've agreed to um um do it in lieu of the Alex Neal compensation <laughs> installment payment we'll take back Lyndon Gooch. Stork have oh, tried it before. I remember when we um we bought when we bought Danny Hickenbottom off him when we were in the Premier League. He did he did go back to them? Yeah, so and then he played one season for us as a first choice centre half in the Premier League and then Stoke come in and offered half a million less than what they'd sold them to us for. And then, because like, uh, that was delaying for ages and then even Roy Keane had to come out and make quotes saying, I'm sorry, but if you think his um, value was decreased by being a, a Premier League starter for a season, then they're very much mistaken. And then um, and then they give us the asking price, which we still didn't make a profit on. It was still the same. Was it five million we bought him for? I'm not sure. I was thinking it's like It's mad, three, that, isn't it? not sure. I felt like everyone we bought at that time cost five million pounds. Kevin Jones, Kevin Richardson, yeah, yeah. I feel like they were all cost five million pounds. Yeah, well, the glory days. Can you remember that far back at least, Jack? 
No. Oh my god! Sure. Right, right, right. This is this is right. Okay. The excitement, the excitement when um, remember on Sky Sports News when it was announced, like on the yellow ticket that we tried to buy Kabul Malbranch and Bonda yeah. and, T- mm. and Tenio, and it was like. Don't think it was Kabul. Think Kabul. Oh yes, the detail. Oh, it was because in the yeah, four, and then we got, down, the, yeah, we got yeah. the three, and he didn't yeah. come. And he, it was the whole like I'd rather I'd, like. I wouldn't go the there if there was yeah. There was an earthquake. I wouldn't even go to something even if there was an earthquake or something. Yeah, yeah. it was really weird, wasn't it? And then he was great when he when he came eventually. Us, eventually. Came. He was absolutely yeah. class, and then we obviously sold him. So sold him at a loss. To what? That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we there do. There you are, Jack. There's a lovely uh, history lesson for you for the past hour. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Right, well, um, might be back later in the week because we've got uh, Burrow to look forward to, so that should be canny stroke, not canny. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.